Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Neon Kristen Baker Psychic Hour. Well, we're here again, Friday. A little bit late today. We had to change the time, but anyway, sorry to be sorry to be not punctual. We're, we're actually, we're, we were punctual today somewhat, but changed the time. A little bit late starting the show. And we're waiting for some callers. 914-338-0164 is the call-in number. Please press 1 if you'd like to speak with us. Our callers and listeners can join us on Facebook and Twitter. We hope that you do. Um, I don't think there's anything else to say. We'll get right into our conversation. We were talking about chakras and uh, how emotions affect the chakra system on the last show, and then we got some calls, so we weren't able to continue our discussion and get into the topic totally. Let's, let's do that. Yeah. yeah you know, the chakra system itself, how, how, why they arrange a chakra to an emotion or a certain category? Uh, I don't know. How, I mean, it's obvious with the order of the body being defined as, as part and parcel to the definition of the chakra itself. And and so you know, you have your second chakra, that's your sexual chakra, your heart, which your you know, obviously your fourth. So those energy fields are defined as such. Now, when we have emotions and thoughts and situations that go on, they gravitate towards that particular chakra. And then that chakra houses them. And the order of the chakra, the constitution of the chakra, the status of the chakra will determine how the problem is dealt with. If your chakras are strong and clear, there's a problem. Obviously, it's much more manageable. If your chakras are weak and are compromised and a problem occurs, well, then it's going to be a lot more challenging. So I think the first rule of thumb is to make sure your chakras are clear. And you do that by looking at each chakra and analyzing the theme and then, in your life and right. see what you're doing. If you have a lot of relationship problems, your second and first chakra is probably going to be affected. That probably even your third, third fourth, I mean, relationship problems can, can affect the whole chakra. Well, the, all problems can kind of, I mean, you can start experiencing a problem in one chakra, and other chakras can thereby be affected yeah, as the problem gets out of control, you know. In essence, they make testicides throughout the system of the chakra system. So, and that's basically if the mind can't control the 
situation at hand, right? Well, then, then the mind will start to affect all the chakras. So mm-hmm. our sixth chakra, chakra, our mind chakra, is uh, very, very important. How we manage it, how we manage our attitude. Uh, the best fuel for the sixth chakra is positive thinking, no matter what positive thinking. This can be challenging when you're experiencing problems, um, you know, in lower chakra systems, especially foundation relationships, to keep a positive attitude because that can be very crippling to the mind if you're if you're struggling with finances, the job, um, relationships falling apart, and you're not feeling a support system. Then it's it's more challenging, I think, for people to stay positive. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to go into denial because that just shoves the energy into the chakra itself. But um, but you do want to clear as much as you can with positive energy so that chakra is clear. Do we have a caller? We do. Okay. Um, I'm writing the number down first. So the 703 area code, we're going to take you in just a moment when I get done writing this number down. It's 703. Okay, you're on the air. 703. Hi. Hi. Uh, my name is Rachel. Can you hear me? Yes, Rachel, we can hear you. Hi. Hi, Kristen. Um, so I am calling because last Friday, Neil and you were on the show, and Neil was talking about cats and a cat that had come through in a reading, and he was talking about the mysterious nature of them and he mentioned the word espionage and then he said cat and he said if you have a a tattoo of a cat then please call um i do not have a tattoo of a cat but my cat that i just adopted is named espy and that's short for espionage so i just thought i would just reach out and well see if i think possibly I think- that was related to well, I don't, I don't, I don't recall the word espionage in cats. I mean, you, we were talking about um, mis, the mystique of cats, espionage. I'm not sure. Were we talking about murder mystery? We had a, call, a caller on the been, phone. You know, they're they're in bookstores, yeah. In bookstores. Yeah. We're talking about cats being in bookstores and mysteries and stuff so, like that. And ultimately, espionage. You're right. What's your What's your birthday? And the caller that we were dealing with. Um, was a reader of mystery. So that kind of led in, segged into the top topic about okay. that. What's your name? Rachel, what's your birthday? June 8, 1991. 6-8-1991. Oh, you're 34-7. Okay. Um, and you are 21, 22... 32 years old? No. I... Oh, go on. You're 30 years old. 30. Yes. 30 years old. So you're four years away from a change, a big change. So your question is about your cat? I was just curious um, if I was reading too much into it. I just thought I would give a call just in case it was somehow related to the cat, but... um, if I'm mistaken, that's okay. Well, is there a, I mean, is there an issue you're having with your cat? Is there anything wrong? Um, no, just uh, she's having some breathing problems, 
I'm going so to take her to. So there is something uh, wrong. I guess the answer would be yes. She's having some yes. breathing problems. <laughs> Not no, but she's having yes. some breathing problems. So she's having yes. some breathing problems. How old holds your cat? Um, she is. Let's see. She is six months now. Oh wow! And having breathing problems. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, what that. do you mean by breathing problems? I mean, has the vet looked at it? What's your her, her or he? Um, I'm I'm about to have her go to the vet tomorrow, just to check That's it out. Good. Well, is the cat wheezing? I mean, can you describe the breathing problem for us? I it's just. It's um, it's just some wheezing sometimes, so I thought I would get it checked out just in case. Being a new cat parent, um, uh, if if you guys aren't getting anything, then then I take that as a good sign, and um, I'll well, just wait for the vet. Well, well, no, we we should you know look at the question you're asking us. Is there anything in the environment that would cause wheezing? I'm I'm wondering if it's the cat litter, possibly. Uh, well, you're doing so, the right thing, yeah. Rachel. You're doing the right thing uh, by taking the cat to the vet. You said tomorrow you're taking the cat. Yes. You're doing the right thing. That's the bottom line. Because we can't give medicine, we can't give medical, medical advice or anything. We're not licensed for that, so we can't do sure. that. We can't talk about psychic stuff. <laughs> If we feel psychically there's something wrong, I would say that I'm mildly concerned on a psychic, on a vibrational level. I have some concerns. Kittens can get all kinds of sicknesses and colds and things that can be quite serious, and uh, oftentimes it's not. My, the vibration right now, to me, is like a 40% 40% serious, which, which to me would mean you take the cat to the vet. The vet says, yeah, uh, there's a problem. We'll do this, we'll do that, we'll do this, and the cat should be fine. But I'm glad you brought it in. That should be kind of okay. the, the, what you might experience. I mean, kittens can have fatal diseases. And yeah. Stuff but I don't think, is the cat playful? Does it respond? Does it purr? Does it eat? Purr, not it. Yeah, yeah. She uh, she purrs. She's lovely. She um she acts like a kitten. I just every once in a while I get nervous with the breathing. But um, I mean, yeah. It, I will definitely well, follow your point. advice and keep the appointment. And um, yeah, keep the cat Thank warm. You. Right, keep the cat warm right now. Uh, do you, does the cat ever go outside? No, it does not. Well, keep the cat warm right now. And uh, how did you get the cat? Um, I adopted her. From the uh, shelter? Just, no, not from the shelter. Um, I got her from a cattery. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Like a, the breeder? Yeah, a breeder. Oh, what, kind, what, what breed is she? She's a Siberian. Did she have all of her shots? Sometimes. Yes. Yes, she does. Yeah. And is the breeder reputable? I mean, sometimes 
there can be problems with breeders and uh, infections that get you know affect the litters that they produce. Look, uh, is the yeah, breeder reputable? I think, yes, she def they definitely are, and um, I don't have any concerns about the the breeder uh, and they had great reviews that kind of thing. I did a lot of research beforehand. So, okay, well, I will get off the call. But um, <laughs> thank you for taking. Okay. Thank you for for listening. Yeah, it should be okay. Let us know. The litter, when you get the, results. the litter, the dust. You know, I was saying is it environmental. Uh, it could be the you know litter can be very dusty. You said you were suspecting okay. the litter, so that that resonates. Um, but do let us know. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Um, okay. Exotic cats. Yeah, those are beautiful cats. Uh, but we'll put out a good energy for the cat. And um, we didn't get the cat's name. Espy. Yeah, we oh, Espy? Yeah. I didn't hear that. Espy? E-S-P-E-Y? I don't know. S-P-E-Y. I didn't ask the spelling. It could be E-S-P-I or E-S-P-Y. Well, we'll put out a good energy. She wanted to get off quick. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Well, anyway, I mean, we could have spent a little more time with her, done a reading, but she just wanted to ask that. Okay. I've never, we've never spoken with her before. We may never again. I don't know. She, <laughs> she obviously listens to the show. But, uh, but, you know, is she still listening? I don't know. I know she's not, but she could be listening online. I don't know. But we'll put out a prayer for Espy. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's funny because Espy, ESP. Yeah, and that's Maybe part of the mystique. Yeah. yeah. But yes, that cats do have a uh, there's a mystique about cats. Yeah, and I was it was actually I was reading something last night about cats seeing uh, different planes than a human does. You know, they're more psychic in their sight yeah. than the average person. They see spirits and yeah. spirit them and ghosts and energy, they have, they're equipped to see energy fields that they can pierce into the astral realm. What's funny about cats, um, also dogs. Hilarious. But what's funny, they they actually record human movement. They associate human movement with meaning. So when they are watching their owners move, they know exactly what is to come, what might be next. So they are very aware of movement. But because of their primal nature. I mean, they're, you know, that's programmed in their genetics. So they know when you pick something. They know, I mean, dogs do it too. But dogs, dogs, cats have a different way of stalking and, and waiting and movement like that. So there's a certain definition that where cats are equipped to communicate on a more, maybe perhaps more sophisticated level. That isn't to say that dogs, I'm a big dog lover, that doesn't say that dogs don't have that same connection. But if you put a dog and a cat together, they do behave differently. There's a different energy field between a dog and a cat. A cat, a cat is more attuned to movement. So if you wiggle a 
a string in front of a cat. They can that be dog doesn't play hours. with a string. Yeah, dogs won't. No. I mean, they might, but... Well, I mean, more, generally, you know, a cat's going to play with, uh, you know, their... their the they're, string they're, and the hunt. The hunt, they're hunters. looking for it, and they're intrigued by I mean, by some, dogs, some dogs are hunters, too, obviously, but generally speaking, cats, you know, are predators, and they go after mice, insects. They do. Um, There's a lot of sensitivity in their paws. That's why they knock things off of counters. They examine things with their paws and get a definition of it. But, you know, again... That's why uh, you don't declaw cats, too, because it's, the claws are integral to their gaze and sensitivity. Yeah. It's terrible to do. Um, but then again, a, a cat typically won't fetch a ball. I mean, they don't drop well, a ball. Yep. They do play, and you do get cats that, that will bat a ball that. back. You know. But but dogs don't usually fetch. Cats. Usually, cats, you mean. I mean, cats don't usually fetch. Dogs do. So their brains are wired in a different, uh, a, a different wiring. Yes, exactly. And one's feline, the other one is canine. canine. Um, but when we get into the element, and animals have chakras too. Well, of course. So we don't usually talk about animal chakras. No. I mean, we do, and people, of course, know about animal chakras. A lot of people who take care of horses are aware of animal chakras and things like that. Doctors don't usually talk about the chakra system unless you're going to a holistic new animal. age holistic veterinarian that will uh, talk about the energy of, a, of an animal. We hold... All of us, as human beings, hold the enemy of animals in us. Because we are, in our evolving sense of creation, we are part animal. And we evolve through animal stages. So we occupy the energy fields of animals, reptiles, mammals, even insects. We occupy the energy fields of all these things. It's just that we were advanced and we became homo, homo sapiens and all human beings. But we have all those elements there within us. And so in our chakra system, we do have animal magnetism. Some of us have it acutely. So we're dog people, or we're cat people, or we're bird people, or we're entomologists. Or we, 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 we're involved with the sea and the ocean. These are human beings that have sophisticated animal energy in their chakra system. Yeah, and oftentimes those people are scientists, I mean, because they're connected with, you know, studying the ocean or studying land, and, uh, you know, that interconnects with animals as well. There are also people that are not animal people, which is... You know, they don't have any consciousness, which is surprising. They don't, they don't care, that, or, or they're just... Or they don't they think about... ...attitude about animals, or they're downright predatorial, and, they're, and they kill animals. They don't have any feelings for them, um, which is a shame because it, it's not true. All animals have feelings. All animals have, have their own emotional range. Um, one of the most devastating examples of, of animal 
emotion in terms of the way we handle animals is in the dairy dairy industry. When cats are taken taken from from their mothers and they cry out to each other for for days. Yeah, and unfortunately, I mean, what happens to those calves is their results reveal. Um, they're putting pens, separate pens, and that's a you know, diet. So, unfortunately, the dairy, the dairy trade does support the uh, meat industry. Yeah. So, even these dairies, if they, they pamper their cows and they put them out in free range to pasture and pat them and give them room, that's all fine. But they do, all the dairies rip their calves from the cows and immediately start utilizing the milk for human consumption. <laughs> And the calves are ultimately so. That's not to say that when the cows are exhausted and done for, they're sold as well. So, you know, it, it's a tragic industry. Unfortunately, it's a tragic industry because dairy is still vital, but it, it's tragic. Luckily, in today's world, consciousness is such that we're trying to get off dairy. And popularized non-dairy um, foods for the sake of the welfare of animals. Right. Well, not no. to mention vegan industry. Pigs and things like this. Just not the dairy. Animal husbandry. So those chakra systems are within us. And I've noticed maybe vegetarian, maybe because I've been for all animals, maybe because I put a lot of effort into talking to animals. I, I can I do communicate with the animal kingdom, and they do respond. And there's a certain energy field that they recognize, and so I mean, not, some people may not care about that, but obviously, when we're talking about chakra systems, I think the exploration of any given chakra is a fascinating journey because you'll learn so much, just not on a human level but on a universal level, at a physical level, a natural level, of where these chakra energies go. And most of us who are, I mean, right now in California, the sequoias are being threatened. Terrible by the fires. And there was this Indian, there was this Indian chief who ventured through the fires and went to this one of the sequoias and bowed down and prayed for the life of the sequoia, recognizing that the sequoia has feelings, emotions, is ancient, and we sustain ourselves. We breathe because of these trees. They are life-sustaining. Yes. In fact, there there is um, something I read recently about urban neighborhoods, less uh, affluent neighborhoods have much less much less trees and foliage, and the temperatures are quite a bit hotter, so they help to not only, uh, you know, provide oxygen for the planet, but they cool yeah. the planet. These are our friends. And we people chop them. them down. I mean, you know, we've experienced many yeah. uh, down. people in the neighborhood chopping down trees that they are perfectly healthy. Leaves. They, they're a nuisance. And we have um, a tree in the front yard that drops a lot of leaves, but, I mean, it's a city tree. So... The idea so, but that, the point is, you know, you can take out the tree, but it's better to leave the tree and, and clean up the mess. Yeah. The idea that uh, we are 
we are a community of living energy. And when we get into that aspect, the earth has a chakra system. The earth is emotional, the oceans. The earth is physical, the land. What's so challenging about that, though, the chakra, chakra systems of the earth, is that there are so many different, <laughs> different attitudes about how to treat the earth. So it affects the ecosystem of the planet because of, you know, there are people that care, like us, and there are people that don't care. You know, they're more maybe humanistic and don't care about you know, maintaining the planet. They don't think about trees. They don't think about, you know, the fact that killing insects affects the whole chain, birds. Yeah, we tend to. It's funny because the, the earth is a physical energy, and it's basically a masculine energy. But we tend to categorize the earth as feminine, Mother Earth, because the earth is supposed to be nurturing. The earth is supposed to nurture us. We, we cannot live without the, the natural resources of this planet and everything surrounding it. If we talk about higher chakra systems of the earth, we talk about the atmosphere, the weather patterns, the sky, and the stars, and the solar system. We talk, all these things are very important to the way our planet sustains us. And what, we, what we're doing is actually, um, we're actually committing a crime. We're killing our parents. When we damage our planet, it's no, it's no worse than us killing a parent. Literally killing. Brutally killing. The way we handle the energy of, of, our, of our earth. So when you look at the earth as one massive chakra system, not to say it can't be segmented, you, you have to consider that without that major chakra system, our own chakra systems will break, will break down. We cannot, it doesn't matter what we put into our chakra systems, if the global chakra system isn't operating in a healthy way. And right now, but it's it not. <laughs> and, we're, and we're not, I mean, there are sections and people that do promote the health of the planet and work hard at it. But the general mass of population really doesn't do anything other than maybe bat an eye or give it some thought or, or obviously neglect everything about the planet, including throwing their masks on the street, their face masks on the street, littering the street with plastics. Because they have only they only think well this is easy to do I you know I'm done with this drink I'll just throw the plastic bottle in the gutter that plastic bottle goes gets left in the ocean a sea creature swallows it now that creature's dead brutally dead we 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 don't consider the world as a total chakra system and yet that person who throws the bottle in the water in the street, will go and get their dietary things and their nutrients and their health foods, go to the gym, watch a movie, drink a beer, and consider what they're going to do over the weekend. They're only concerned with About their own immediate ego. chakra system. Yeah. 
So the idea that when we expand on the six chakra system and move into an element of on a massive scale, we are actually enhancing the quality of our chakra system as it relates to the world. If we all thought this way, the world would be in a better place, of course. Yeah, but unfortunately, I don't think that's really going to happen. I mean, you know, the nature of our planet is not unity and one world. Despite what people might think. No, it isn't. But but as far as our discussion is concerned in the chakra system and how we have to Consider that every, each one of our chakras has a corresponding partner. That's the earth and the world. If we think that way and link it that way, we remain very healthy. Or we can remain very healthy. Now, there's a unity in the chakra system, too, because they all work together. And when we're off balance for chakra, it may be because we focus and concentrate on one, one particular chakra and we become obsessed with it. Whether it's a physical obsession or even a mental, mental obsession. So we have to consider... Or a mental obsession about something physical. <laughs> yeah, then we got two in a row. But in the attitude, you know, people who are very disciplined and, and they focus on one thing... And everything surrounds that one obsession. Well, it doesn't. I, you can be focused on something very disciplined and not necessarily obsessed with it. You know, I mean, for instance, if you're a student, you know, in a going after a high degree, like a medicine, a doctor. I mean, there's intense study involved and in work. So you have to be focused singularly in, in a way. Right. It may not necessarily be totally unhealthy to the rest of the chakras. To That's right. I mean, if, you neglect, that way. if you're doing that and you're focused and you're taking no-dose every day. Every, no-dose you know, is It's caffeine. <laughs> well, you know, what, when you become addicted to a certain... When, when, when your obsession requires it, you become addicted to something else in order to get through the day or to get to your quest, you're not going to be balanced. So obviously that's not, that's just common sense. But because we have to, people who can be obsessed with a certain thing and they get two hours of sleep and then suddenly their organs are being compromised. So there's got to be a certain balance. A balance, obviously in the energy fields. So when we look at our chakra system, there's seven immediate chakras in the body. That's not an even number. But there's balance in the chakra system because there's three above and three below. Yeah. The only way we find that balance is when we go to the heart. So we were created in such a way that the heart chakra becomes the balance chakra meaning that there's three above and three below. That's the only balanced area of the entirety of the chakra system. So the heart has the, has the um, reputation of being the balanced chakra. 
and it takes care of the lower chakras, the first, second, and third, as well as the higher chakras, five, six, and seven. So you have to kind of look at it as undergraduate and graduate work. They're both necessary. Now, once they're all in tune, once they're all balanced, it's easier to jump around in random order. Because they're all balanced, they're all in tune, so it's like the guy that plays the bells. Everything's in tune, so it doesn't matter what bell you're working with or what key you're hitting, everything's in tune. If one's not in tune, it destroys the, the sound of the composition. It's off. And that can be upsetting. So everything has to be in balance and in synchronicity. Yeah, you mentioned composition, playing, you know, music. Not only, I mean, balance with tone, but rhythm. <laughs> if everybody's on a different beat, then it's not going to sound organized. Yeah. And that's, that's no, we don't have another caller. Um, that corresponds to balance as well. Yeah. So they all play a part. So our, our chakra system is like a band. Of course, everything has to merge together, even though each part is separate. But, it, but when you put it all together, there's harmony. So there's harmony in the, in the body and the soul. And then, obviously, if the six chakras is healthy, the expansion into the world is going to produce harmony. Our world is a definition of how unbalanced we are human beings. Yeah, we can factor in natural disasters and the way the earth moves on its own accord, but basically speaking, the, the rhetoric now is this climate crisis is man-made. It's not a series of, of natural mishaps. It's man-made. So the, the world itself suggests that we as human beings are off balance. The tornadoes, the floods, the fires, all because we are not balanced as human beings and the world is suffering for it. Well, not only that, I mean, natural disaster, but... I mean, even like we're having a problem here in Northern California with mosquitoes. The mosquito population is 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 uh, yeah. is expanding and not going to be uh, subsiding. It's only going to be increasing. And of course, disease. I mean, it's just not a good situation. It's not a good situation, and we can't remain isolationists. You know, if we, if we believe in being isolationists, how did we get the virus? if you believe that it came from another part of the world. Have the virus, you, the only virus that exists on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> you, I mean, now yeah. it's one virus. Yeah. I mean, well, uh, right now, I know, current, I know, but events, it represents many things. We, can, we cannot put our, we cannot turn our back on the world. We're all interconnected and somehow Look at 9-11. Somehow we cannot, we've come into this country thinking that the United States stands on its own and that we can not really, I mean, 
not everybody thinks this way, but that we don't really have to be concerned about world events. Well, we do. Every one of us should be concerned about world events, what's going on in, in Japan and Russia and China, the Middle East. We need to be concerned about those things and be aware of them because this is a global consciousness and we need to understand what, when you get out in space, the astronauts say, it's amazing how that world looks so small and it's so circular and so perfect and yet there's so much division in it. But but we forget that as we land on the planet. We forget that we live on a globular planet, not a flat, expansive surface. Well, there are the flat earthers. I would disagree with you. You know about that movement? Yeah. Uh, Which is, anyway. Well, they're they're flatliners. (laughs) But the, the idea that this is a circular planet, it's endless. There's no beginning and there's no end as far as the Earth's circumference is concerned and the shape of our, of our rock, which is a living rock. Right now there's terrible lava problems going on. Where is it? Uh, in the, the lava problems that are going on uh, that is going to uh, the Canary Islands. And it's just terrible. Uh, in Spain, Europe. Spain's Canary Islands and the lava problems and the molten lava sometimes 30 feet thick. The earth is a living thing. It's living inside. The chakra systems of the earth contain the origins of time and different layers of energy until we get to the molten rock and the center of the earth. So it's the same thing that we experience uh, inside of our bodies. And we should be made aware of those things. Now, and emotions as well. How incredibly complex we are as human beings. They say that if we, the lower intestines, if you stretch it out, it can go around the world a couple of times. There's what? the intestines of the veins. It's Ooh. one of the... Uh, <laughs> If you stretch it out, it circles around the planet. Well, I don't think... My biology teacher... No. <laughs> it's not the intestines. That's only 50 feet. How could we, how I, I could wanna, we, how could we, how no, could we wrap the intestines around the world twice I, and contain those in our bodies? Oh, well, anyway. That your buckle. Could, yeah, but, I guess. Um, but it's... 22 it's, feet seems 22 feet. It's, the ba- it's something in the body. Uh, unless my biology I think you might be okay I think you're talking about the arteries it's not I mean you're exaggerating but it's okay 60,000 miles so that's significant it's not okay, around the world <laughs> well my biology teacher was a little bit dramatic um, maybe he actually died jogging he had a heart attack while he was jogging talking about the balance chakra yeah not balance I wonder what his birthday was I don't know it was back in college but uh 60,000 miles, the veins, but not around the world. <laughs> okay, well, there, there's something. What, sorry, there's something in the, well, yeah. there's something. Look it up. 
I'm there's looking. There's something in the body so, that can stretch around the world. There's no way. There's no way anything in the body can stretch around the world. I think you're thinking of the capillaries and veins. Which no, is 60, I'll tell miles. you what. I'll answer for you. I'm talking about the ego. <laughs> uh, well, that's not really in the body. That's that's not in the body. Well, well, it's that's not physical. Um, uh, <laughs> the well, okay. Let's look at the 60. <laughs> you know, if you said that in our bodies, we have was it the arteries? It's if you were to lay out all the arteries, capillaries, and veins uh-huh. in one adult, and and they would stretch about sixty thousand miles. Well, that's incredible. Yeah, it is incredible. That's pretty incredible. You know, forget about the world. Let's just deal with the sixty thousand miles. miles. That would be like from from here to Russia and back a couple of times. I don't know. I'm, what's what's sixty thousand miles away from this? I don't even know. No, that that may be around. I mean, that's a large circumference. Yeah. So, um, it, it, you know, see see what's sixty thousand miles away. But anyways, it, it's you know we're missing the point. The point being that our bodies, within our bodies, we contain the whole world of energy and the fact that that there is something within our bodies compiled together that would encompass 60,000 miles. That has to be, actually. Yeah, you're right. I know I'm right. You're right. I know. Yeah, and I've started thinking about 60,000 miles and you're saying Russia well, and I'm I going, no. Wait, I, was, <laughs> I was just waiting for you to find out. Yeah, 24,901 miles. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. That's a fact I didn't know. Well, you see? You see? So, um, that's pretty. Listen, remarkable. I've only been wrong once in my life. <laughs> well, I can. And that was, uh, I forgot to. The, the, I, talking I, about the ego yes. stretching around the world. I've only been wrong once. Well, how many? How many? How many times could you? I repeated that mistake many times, uh, a billion times, but I've only been wrong once. Yeah, sixty thousand miles. I mean, Russia's what? Yeah. Three thousand miles away. So it's right. I don't know. Our body. And you're laughing at me. Yeah. Your body, you're laughing like I don't know. Well, the intestines about. is what you said initially. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. Okay. The intestines change the In our body, if you put it together, stretch it around the Can you imagine that? So, when. You know, somehow when we were created, there was a little, you know, how you tuck off, you know, they sometimes when they did the TVs and stuff, they tuck all those wires in there and they're pulling them out and going, oh, my God, what is this? But can you imagine pulling out of the, can you imagine a doctor working on this and pulling it out? The nurse would, yeah. have, to, the nurse would have to be on, on, on the moon, get the other end of the vein. But the... Um, but the idea that the incredible complexity and, and, and concentrated energy of, of our inner world reflects the concentrated and incredible complexity of the ex- expanding solar system, the universe itself. And in that energy, every, every motion of time and space has a connective field of energy. So imagine the point of energy fields along the line 
of those 60,000 miles wrapped up and wrapped up and wrapped up. It's amazing. So that's when we send a message from our brain to our body, it travels 60,000 miles in a split second. That's how rapid the energy of visualization works. Now, we manifest that into the physical world. That's, Imagine what we can. That's what I was going to actually respond and say about manifestation, the visualization into manifestation of physical. I mean. Visualization is the birth of everything concrete. Right. I mean, we can visualize going to the moon, but how do we get there? We visualize it first. We visualize the energies. So visualization is more than just a happy, creative pastime. It, it centers within us a very concrete reality that we can create within ourselves an entire concrete universe. But along that way, what's most important is the incredible passage of positive thinking. So it's just not visualization. It's the ability to tap into how positive thinking affects our visual field, which is endless, endless. Because we have within ourselves an energy field that can stretch around the planet three times. So imagine what the visual energy can do when we apply it in such a way and continuously feed it with positive visualization. And this is what the miracle is, I think, of life. I think that's great. I really do. But um, just when we talk about visualization, manifestation, there's also a person's own individual karma that they come into the world with. So some people are more, um, more predisposed to being able to keep their mind in a positive place. Some people are limited by their karma as far as what they're able to manifest. I mean, we encounter that all the time on the radio, people in trouble and not able to control their own environment. Maybe it's positive thinking, uh, lack of vision on their part, but some of that is karmic. Some of it is karmic. And some of it is self-created. Yeah. There's the reality of karma. That's a tough one. That's a tough, tough common denominator of life that we have to deal with those things. But we're on the planet, and as far as we're being on the planet, we're meant to deal with that karma. Because the way we activate towards that karma and what we do with it as an active agent of existence is what's going to be measured. Right. Not so much what happens to us, but how we handle it. But also, you know, there's the idea of what we're, you know, what we're trying to manifest. Is it, is it, is it, uh, is it, just within our own egos, or do we think on a more global level, as you were saying? You know, as do we visualize on a more global level? Is there a more selfless uh, pursuit than our own individual goals of manifesting? You know, getting more money or relationships or possessions or a career? Well, true. 
there's a there's a there's an attitude of how what our collective unconsciousness gathers within it within itself. Does it, is it are we just the universe onto ourselves, or do we represent something of a greater nature? So the more that we are aware of the world and aware of everything in the world, that's just yeah. And we're going back to our kind of original premise after the caller hung up about being aware. Being aware. Yeah. Yes. Because as much as we are aware of ourselves, as much as we can be hedonistic, as much as we can be self, self-involved, nothing's going to work if we can't breathe. And nothing's going to work if our atmosphere is poisoned. And nothing's going to work if we're in certain droughts. We're going to have to then go to survival mode and forget about everything else. So there's an interdependence that we have uh, interdependence that we have with the world itself, not just an interdependence, but intra, yeah. meaning other world, other other self, other other elements outside of our own aura system that we have to consider in order to maintain ourselves as, as vital as we wish to be or accomplish. So in that regard, we have to consider that our chakra systems are connected to the world chakra systems. And that there isn't just an idea that we are isolated as much as we can isolate ourselves or practice being isolated. We still aren't. It's impossible to be solely isolated because of the independence we have with the planet that we live on and the energy that we need from it. So in that regard, yes, emotions do favor or disfavor existence or emotions, especially if they're tied to our intellect, and our intellect is tied to logic, and our logic is tied to humanism, to humanity, to, to world humanity, not just human humanity. So as far as that's concerned, we now get back to the element of how significant really is your chakra system when you're involved in the concept of the world itself and not just your own inner world. Is there something? Well, what's interesting to me is that there are a lot of people in the world that are very humanistic. They're really focused on humans, human beings, human welfare, children, but they don't have consciousness about the world at large as far as the environment's concerned, as far as uh, animals. Um, and then you have people that don't like other human beings and are, and are, you know, more focused on nature and those types of things. You know, there needs to be a balance of that as well. There, there needs to be a balance, but... You know, I mean, it's, these people that care about the world, I mean, are human beings, and they eat meat, and, you know, you know it's funny. they there, use exterminators. There was a movie, not a great movie, but I saw it, and I was impressed with the idea behind it called Choosing the Fisherman, Anthony Quinn played the Pope. And the conclusion of the film was that the Pope decided to sell 
all of the riches of the of the uh, Sistine Chapel and the Catholic Church for the sake of humanity. Now, in Catholicism, you know, the idea of riches and, and art treasures belong to the church. But the idea in the, in, the, in the book, and I think Irving Wallace wrote it, Shoots of the Fish, and I think it was an Irving Wallace uh, novel. I might be mistaken, but it might be. He wrote uh, several uh, religious uh, novels. Was the idea that the church can get beyond its inner state, however protective and sacred it is, for the sake of humanity. And it was, you know, the idea behind it, I thought, was very, very emotional. Morris West. Morris West, yeah. Morris West was the other one that uh, did a lot of books. Irving Wallace did a lot of books in terms of the uh, Bible and and Morris uh, West. But, and, and the movie, the, what captured me about the movie was the very conclusion of how this was a step. Of course, it was a fantasy. It really didn't exist, but still the notion behind it was about what do we give up for the sake of humanity? Same problems we have with the immigrants. You know, we're going to build a wall. We're going to keep people away. The, the crisis in Haiti, the crisis from the We have all these Afghanistan refugees now. Afghanistan. What do we do? How far do our humanity go for the sake of our own survival? It's like pushing people out of a lifeboat because you have to have, make sure the 12 people in it are going to live and they don't sink the boat. So who, who do you take your paddle and hit on the head to make sure they don't get on? There's sometimes tragic decisions we have to make, but they all are in the realm of, of the capacity for us to feel outside of ourselves and to expand that as globally and as humanely as we can. And I think that also is something that uh, more than moderately affects our own individual chakra system, is how we take account of what's going on on the planet. So we get back to the idea of individualizing our chakra system. And are emotions just for self-sufficiency, or do they expand beyond that in case of that? We have, we have a caller coming in really late, and we're not going to be able to stay on, but hold on. Hey, how, how are you? Hi. Is this Terry? Yes, it is. You know, what's really weird, <laughs> Terry, remember I told you I was thinking about bricks, and Lucy mentioned bricks? I yes. was thinking... In, so, it's, no, Terry, you probably don't remember. This was on a Wednesday show, and a caller mentioned bricks. She happens to be a resident of New York, but she's right now in Manhattan. Which Are you in New Jersey? But you work for New yet. York, right? Yeah, I'm in, yeah, I'm in the city still. Yeah, I thought, of you, I thought of you on Tuesday night, and there was something about bricks that came up, and then our caller, Lucy, on Wednesday mentioned bricks, and she's in New York. It's very strange. And then you call today. And I, it's weird. Weird. Give wow. us your birthday. Yeah. 812, yeah, 1280? 
1980. And I don't know why I was thinking of a brick. Do you have any bricks in your, um, the structure that you live in or? Yeah, I mean, well, the structure where I live currently live Nothing now, there uh-huh. are imitation of bricks, but I think the place that I'll be moving to, there are bricks inside the apartment. Okay. All right. So uh, real quick, we're at the end of the show. What's your question today? Quick question. Okay. So I have a legal matter coming up. And I'm trying to see, go ahead and submit the case now or wait until after Mercury retrogrades. But I think I'm going to go and submit it now because, it's, yeah, I don't want to wait much longer. I, I, I wouldn't. She, she doesn't want to wait too much longer. Well, I wouldn't. She's saying she's, she's saying she's waiting for Mercury retrograde or she's worried about waiting for Mercury retrograde to take action in this case. Is this, doesn't, this is, is this different than your car accident? Yeah, this is different. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I, go I, ahead and it. Yeah. I, I wouldn't, I mean, I, personally, I wouldn't wait for a Mercury retrograde to submit something in a legal case. I mean, you've got to, you know, move forward yeah. in legal proceedings rather than delay action, I think. Um, yeah, so you know what? I, I answered my own question. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I, yeah, I answered my own question. I'm going to go ahead and take care of this now. What's the legal issue? No, it's I can't really go into details, but it's in regards right. to a settlement. <laughs> it's in regards to a settlement. Yeah. Okay. Anything you want to say, Neil? Before we no, go? I don't think you need to wait. I wouldn't gauge it on that. I don't think your case is is contingent on. On um, on the Mercury retrograde, I just don't get it. I don't get that vibe. So if you're waiting, I don't think it's going. To, I don't think it's a time. I think time is of the essence. I'd move forward on it. Yeah, I'm moving forward on it now. I just got to make some extra copies of the documents, and I just got to do two different things, and I and I'll submit it this week. It's it's yeah. I'm getting it over with. Okay. Yeah. And when are you moving? Okay. Just. Real quick, when are you moving? It looks like, it looks like it's going to happen at the end of the year or sometime in January. And you've already got a place lined up? Um, I, I have my thing. I have my eye on something. It's, I'm just waiting for it to become available. It's empty right now, the apartment. Okay. All right. All right. Well, interesting you called, and good luck with your case. Okay, I'll let you guys know the outcome, and I'm so glad that you thought about me when it came when it came to the uh, when the caller mentioned uh, bricks. So I'll let you know about this place. I'm quite sure it's the place that have the bricks in it. Well, no, <laughs> I thought of you the night before the show, actually. So uh-huh. and then the call, so that's what happened. And it's so weird I, that you would call this week. But anyway, uh-huh. anyway, things work okay. like that. Okay, yeah, Terry, take sorry. care. Okay, we're okay, back I'll on talk the air. To you guys Thank okay, you. sounds good. We're back on air Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific, or I mean Wednesday, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.